0: Johnsonville Sausage Strips are strips of sausage that look and cook like bacon. They come in amazing flavors like original, maple, or chorizo. Now you can transform your BLT into an SLT or turn your bacon cheeseburger into a chorizo cheeseburger. It's not bacon. It's Johnsonville Sausage Strips. And it's a meaty miracle. Find it by the bacon, even though it's sausage.
2: Welcome into DC On Screen. This is episode 282. I'm your host, David C. Robertson. This my co-host, Jason Goss. Hello. Today we're going to get super spoilery on Legends of Tomorrow 208, The Chicago Way. This is the mid-season finale. To recap, the Legion of Doom are up to no good, as Eobard Thawne, Damian Dark, and Malcolm Merlin take the take to the Prohibition-era streets of Chicago and recruit a budding Al Capone for their scheme. Being the resident historian, Nate tries to impersonate Elliot Ness and shut down Capone, but the Legion manages to capture Stein and Sarah instead. Mick takes over mission planning for a bit and manages to get Sarah and Stein back, except that Stein is actually a disguised Thawne who begins ravaging the ship in search of the amulet. He finds it and nearly kills Sarah, but she is saved by some alarm on uh, on his fancy watch. Uh, After reluctantly telling Sarah that he has created an aberration named Lily which is his daughter. Uh, Sarah trades the amulet for the real Stein and even absolves him of his guilt for his, for not wanting to kill, bleh, time kill his daughter. Amaya gives Mick a present that she stole just for him, which Mick clearly loves. Um, too bad he has to justify it to his old friend Snart, who has been appearing in Visions recently. The Legion has their map and is out to find the Spear of Destiny, and Rip Hunter may have found his calling as a sleazy American action director in the late 70s. I thought it was 1969, actually. Was it nineteen sixty nine? Okay, it was nineteen sixty. I forgot
1: the date and I didn't jot it down. I was trying to remember, but um, he's actually. It, it's hey, like he's...
2: I wrote down nineteen sixty seven. So,
1: oh, I remember the seven <laughs> that
2: was then. Right. Yeah. So he's
1: um directing a movie about him,
2: I guess. I, I guess so, man. I I, know. I saw that was somebody the on more... the internet
1: pointing out that um uh, that Booster Gold would be very proud. <laughs> it's a fine point, isn't it? Yeah, I think that was fun. Entertainment Weekly. Whoever whoever wrote the recap for them.
2: Wow. Uh, I like Damien Dark's, uh, well, uh, whoever it was said uh, uh, it's more like Christmas. And then Damien Dark goes, yeah, it's more like, yeah, that's very good. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, right out of the gate, I want to say the actor playing Al Capone is terrible.
1: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Like, patently awful. Like, really, really bad. Yeah. It looks like somebody grabbed Corey Matthews from boy meets world and put a scar on his face and told him he was Al Capone. It's bad. Uh, it,
1: well what it, what the actual acting reminded me of was like um we did a in in high school we did two things. We did like Guys and Dolls which had a little bit of that in it and then we did this uh this Prohibition Era reproduction of a midsummer uh, midsummer night's dream with accents that sounded about as good. Mhm. So, yeah, my high school years. That's when I've seen that performance.
2: It's not good. Yeah. It was like am I crazy or did they I, I, the way I thought it went down was um Nate asking Ray if he had never seen had have, have you or have you not seen The Untouchables because Ray didn't realize that cops were corrupt in this timeline. Yeah. Or in this year. No,
1: he he uses that as a point of reference to um and uh, are you and getting then, at the fact that later he says like a guy who gets his history from movies? Yeah, he yeah.
2: he says we're in this mess because you get your you know your history from movies or whatever. And I was like wait a second because you i was like no you said he hadn't seen the untouchables yeah what is and then they do it then for the rest of the episode it's just ray doing stuff that he's seen from movies and i'm like but it was the opposite like, that did you we did edit uh, that first scene completely jeez
1: um i hadn't i hadn't even caught it but i believe you are right that is weird
2: i also wrote here that um and again i you know I did look up to make sure I was right uh, as far as in real life, but um, did they say that Elliot Ness was part of the FBI because he was the U.S. Treasury?
1: Um, I don't remember what department they said. Uh, I do remember Ray saying that, that he looks more like a G-Man than anyone here, but he didn't say T-Man, which I have actually, in you know some old books that I like to read, I've actually heard Treasury people referred to as T-Man.
2: Mm-hmm. I- yeah, I thought they said in the episode that he was FBI, which is my issue, but... <laughs>
1: In this show where we have, like, someone's superpower is, you know, <laughs> history and knowledge, we managed mm-hmm. to get that wrong. The guy knew, like, what numbered doc Al Capone preferred for dumping bodies, but couldn't remember what department Elliot mm-hmm. Ness came from. I'm not sure. I did not right. look up where Elliot Ness came from, man.
2: I just, I thought that he was I'd forgotten was the name existed until, uh, look- until, uh,
1: until they mentioned that. I was like, oh, yeah, that was the guy I've read about.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If you had asked me on the spot, free recall, hey, who's the guy that took Al Capone down? I'd be like, I, t- tax evasion. That's all I got, man.
2: <laughs> I did enjoy the bit at the end. they were like, "Well, if we did it now, if we just turned all this evidence in now, why <laughs> it did it take, take four them four years? more years?"
1: Yeah. It's the federal it's the government. Federal government. <laughs> <laughs> that was solid.
2: Mm-hmm. That was good.
1: Uh, and I saw you talking to uh, Matthew Ryan Cronin about this. I didn't uh, join the conversation. You'd kind of wrapped it up, I suppose. Um, but you said something that I I I, um, I agreed with. Well, both of you did. A, Matthew, I agree. The show's not nearly as bad as Dave thinks it is. B. <laughs> Dave, I agree with you. For some reason, when she turned into the dolphin, you hear that. Like, I-, I laughed. It wasn't supposed to that laugh. It was funny. But I that laughed. Yeah. That it. it was, was funny. funny. I don't know. <laughs> <why>. <laughs> um,
2: yeah. We, we had a lengthy conversation. Matthew Ryan Cronin, uh, our, our, one of our, our friends and listeners, said, uh, Thinks uh, Vixen is stupid because whenever she like turns into like the she summons the strength of like a rhino or an elephant or whatever, she like just hits the guy and they just fall over.
1: (laughs) It's weird, like when they when they don't even show her when she summons the really powerful ones, it's like when she's a gorilla, she punches really hard or something, but when she, she pulls out like elephant the other day and you don't even really get to see what she does as it, it's just everyone falls down.
2: Yeah, yeah. So, Which, I, you know, I would counter is as stupid as the fact that Firestorm is essentially a god. Yeah. And apparently has very little power in any given fight, other than sneering.
1: Yeah, and fireballs, and, you know. I mean, dude, you can explode the oxygen and air into fire. Like, make, make shit happen, man. <laughs> you can literally yep. transmute elements. The Mm. thing is, though, like, we've talked about this before. If they really used everything he could do, the show would have no point. They would just, like...
2: I don't think the show terribly has a point anyway, but uh, uh, just me. Um, Well, the
1: show has a heart, at least. It's Mick. I will tune into the show every single week to see what Mick is doing. And I will do it happily.
2: Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. Mick was fun. We do this my way, like a criminal. Yeah. Mm. Oh. It's... hmm. Even
1: better than that, Nate, it was, uh, like, Mick, you beautiful genius. That's it. About time someone noticed... (laughs) <laughs> yeah, just lovely.
2: Um I like that Mick is kind of going nuts. I I talking a snart in his head. Something stuff. that like, kept occurring weird.
1: to me though is that like it's it's a private conversation, but Thawne is fast enough that he could just be like Pulling Snart in and out of these conversations, mm-hmm. I, I was kind of thinking maybe that's what's happening. Is he's literally like grabbing him, putting him in front of Mick, getting out of the way, taking him out with her? But the only thing that um, derailed my, my little budding thought was like at the end. I think the the situation's pretty well wrapped up. They're somewhere else entirely, and he still sees Snart after she gives him that bottle of uh, speakeasy liquor, which was, by the way, a great gift for a criminal. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm really loving her and uh, her and Mick this season.
2: Yeah, they're fun. But, um, again,
1: back to the heart, though, like, he says, uh, Snart, whatever Snart is, says, like, that speecher could have killed you, Mick, what then? And he says, I'd be dead like you. And, like, the way he says it, I don't, I don't know if he means, like, I miss my friend Snart, and I'd rather be dead sometimes than not have him around, or if he means, like, I would have died a hero like you did. hmm But there was just a lot in his delivery.
2: Sacrificing yourself yeah. is an all cracked up to be. Look at me. <laughs> I miss Snart's kind of awful kind of amazing delivery i loved like, it <laughs> like i i like wentworth miller a lot as far as acting goes but i kind of think he's awful if that makes any sense
1: <laughs> no I, he's perfect don't change a thing
2: no i don't want him to change anything yeah but he's kind of awful <laughs> all
1: right well how does he put it earlier like doing the right thing gets you killed i should know yeah Oh, I did another good Nick line, like, uh, she's just a friend, the only friend I have since my last friend blew himself up.
2: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, am like, again, am I nuts, or do, I, do you remember Merlin having arranged to blow up the Queen's Gambit? Was that a thing from Arrow? I, I was gonna ask all. you,
1: frankly, because I, I, I wrote it down, like, I think that may be a reveal, but I don't know, I, come on, let's crowdsource this, someone tell us if, if that's something we've forgotten about from, like, season one.
2: Scott? Brent, I'm looking at you guys. Yeah, seriously. Uh, but
1: yeah, I it was new to me, or, or at least new to my memory.
2: Mm-hmm. I I like that Merlin joined with the Legion for a clean slate, and that's basically what he's trying to get Sarah to do. Um, yeah, I even like that he came in Merlin, and said,
1: but there, "You know, my my friends don't think this conversation is worth having, but I'm going to try anyway."
2: I also think Merlin uh, may have just joined the Legion of Doom so he could go to the 1920s and act cornball as hell. Absolutely. That's
1: just so he could wear pinstripes
2: <laughs> he's just oh uh, man he's bad yeah it was it I don't was know what he's doing. terrible it was just terrible
1: yeah I did like the I know, hate both the clean slates thing though that was a cool it was a good pitch mm-hmm. I and you know Sarah and Stein's little conversation um not bad I thought it was a little it was a little heavy-handed that like Sarah or Stein was Sarah's you know teacher as far as like we can't change time i will grant her that he's been the one most often remembering that they can't change time but they've all fucked up like at various times mm-hmm. and oh there's something going on with him that uh, i've got it's uh it's a, a, a prediction i guess um he says like if lily's impact is small enough she can go undetected okay to yeah. me that means that she's absolutely going to do something that's not small enough to go undetected like she's going to fuck yeah. something up huge and he's going to have to go back and like time kill his daughter
2: it's gonna be fun. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was actually pretty excited about that. There's a bit where Thon is fighting Vixen and he grabs her and he's about to do like the little vibratey hand through her chest. Mm-hmm. And then he runs out of time, so he runs away and he doesn't kill her. I'm like, dude Lucky girl. First of all, do you not do you not know how to kill anyone? differently than that cuz that's like they've done that like 3 or 4 times now where they've done like the little shaky hand I'm no, like yeah that, we get it that actually you did makes that with sense. Cisco in the flash
1: to me that makes absolutely perfect sense though like when you when you look at actual murderers they do have preferences
2: okay so that's fine i can deal fine. with that that's fine but i'm like you don't know how to snap a neck <laughs> oh
1: he does he uh, i forget what scene oh, yeah. it was but he uh he's done that before
2: okay so it makes even less sense that he would be like, well, I'm out of time. You could, you're a speedster. You're faster than Barry sometimes. Snap her neck, man.
1: Yeah. Now the thing about the the, the little apple and
2: take her amulet because when you take her amulet, you'll be like, you'll have the powers of Vixen, but with speed, right? Just because you're super fast doesn't means you don't want an amulet, a magical amulet that makes you like you could be an elephant running at nearly animal. the speed
1: of light. What the hell, man?
2: I mean, yeah, right. Um, and then we'll we'll really Matthew Ryan Cronin will really have some problems. <laughs>
1: oh God, yes he will. Um, no, I I really do think like um, whatever was on that watch it was important. Whatever it was that stopped him is something we're going to need to know about. And it's it seemed like he almost ran out of time. It seemed like he needed to get out of that time at a certain time
2: yeah did he actually was it really a time that he ran out of or was it like a watch that tell him like don't kill her
1: that's the other possibility is it is it something that that kind of puts up like whoa, whoa, whoa. Ooh. Like maybe it's like a, a wraith alert like if you do this it's gonna it's gonna fuck with time too much the wraiths are gonna come get you you know
2: Ooh, a wraith alert i like that
1: um but maybe it is something that's just he already knows how long he can be in a certain place without affecting the timeline too much and he literally ran out of seconds Hmm, like, like he's just got a reminder on his phone hey get out of here
2: mm-hmm. I don't know I look forward to an answer mm-hmm.
1: it just feels like it's some, And they mentioned 1947 in there somewhere like, I don't, I don't, I'm pretty sure that's where the wasn't that where the JSA was when we met him 47
2: I think so maybe
1: it just seemed like he affected something in 1947 if he stayed in that timeline too long I don't know what it was again we're gonna wait for answers I guess for a little while
2: yeah so um I'm kind of just completely bored with the concept of Rip being a movie director. Like, I just don't care. You've had like four I mean, it's seconds kind of funny. it. I know. All I, I care just... about
1: is that he's got an American accent, and I want to know what he's up to. Which, by the way, a great American accent.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, I know. I don't mean to be so hard on the show. It's just that it's not doing well.
1: <laughs> well, that's, that's a reason to be supportive. Not Don't join the clamor. No,
2: no, no. I don't mean it's not doing well ratings-wise. I mean, it's just not a good show right now. Mm. It's... <laughs> It's no, uh, I disagree. it's like, not it's the the last couple of episodes catch my imagination the way it should. I know,
1: but like the last couple episodes which I know include in, include a giant crossover that's super cheating. Um
2: Mhm.
1: I mean if, if it's,
2: it's not that bad, man. It's not that bad, but it's not good either. It's
1: not great. I mean, that's But I'm sure not hating on it. Um and they they still keep doing like the thing I like about Legends is they can do these deep pools like Spear of Destiny, man.
2: Yeah, that's cool. That was cool. I mean, we're talking about, you know, An item that was used against the Spectre in the comics.
1: Yeah. Which, by the way, it's possible that all ties in. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, with the arrowness and whatnot. You think? Yeah, people are speculating. Um, I mean, uh, Arrow's got that episode Spectre of the Gun on the horizon.
2: And, by the way, the question did use the Spear of Destiny to uh, resurrect Spectre's human host.
1: Perfect. Um, and, you know, uh, the reason everyone got so excited about the word Spectre was, you know, it's the word Spectre, first of all. But we've already had a Corrigan show up in what is apparently still part of Arrow's universe. Like, Constantine is now Mm -hmm. apparently part of the Berlantiverse, in theory. There was no mention Mm -hmm. of having to go to Earth 2 or some shit to to get over. John Constantine and Jim Corrigan are an Earth 1 counterpart somewhere. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, it would delight me to no end to hear that that actor's been cast for something special in in that episode. But, um, even if he hasn't, like, the Spectre can change, you know host so yeah we could still have it you know jim corgan may have been it for a while and then somebody else could just be that we know secretly corgan was going to be um specter at some point but uh he's mm-hmm. going to show up on arrow anyway but the uh, point is now that we've seen spirit destiny we're still in the same universe with the specter it was hard for yeah. uh hard for people not to notice <laughs> that could be a thing oh you want to hear a yep, really yep. stupid line that i loved more than i should have what's that um i forget who it is it's like Oh, I I didn't write down who actually uh who prompted the line. But somebody comes in and tells Nate and uh Ray's like somebody's in the uh, in the office killing so and so with a blah blah, blah.
2: <laughs> Yeah.
1: And Ray comes back with with a rope or a candlestick, just a little clue reference. I, I wish I'd written down written down uh, the line before it cuz it, it's completely uh I've forgotten it. But I don't know. The the little rope it, like this little smirk he has when he asks it made me laugh.
2: Yeah. That was fun. I uh, I did laugh at that. I don't hate legends of tomorrow. I just, I think it, it's wasting some, a lot of its potential. Yeah,
1: I agree on that. But I do mostly enjoy myself, so I don't find myself hating on it nearly as much. hmm And um, a little throwaway line that, I mean, I, I don't think it's a throwaway, I guess. Um, Nate asks Gideon, you know, why haven't you, can you can repair brain damage, why haven't you helped Rory out? And Gideon responds, who says, I haven't? <laughs> yeah. But then it's like a scene later, you start seeing snart everywhere.
2: Yeah, that was, uh, that may have been telling. You think someone's gotten to Gideon?
1: I, I doubt it. I, it kept it started me wondering, like maybe that was part of Rory's, uh, uh, you know, mix um, transformation into to accepting the idea that he might actually even enjoy doing some good. Was maybe she yeah. did correct the the psychopathic little misconnection in his la- in his brain. And there's evidence. Yeah, for that. but there's there's think... some neurological evidence for psychopathy being an actual like brain disorder, yeah. not you know personality disorder.
2: Sure. There's also. Um... A precedent for uh Gideon perhaps betraying them in some way um still possible you look at well I mean Eobard's been on the wave rider
1: you know I haven't thought about this in a long time but wasn't Gideon the voice in in Barry's little room
2: yep it sure was
1: that said so is it still the same Gideon that like Barry Allen created so long ago that we're playing with now
2: that yeah it, it would be the same Gideon even though the actress was originally Marina Backer mm-hmm. and it's not anymore but um I hadn't even thought about yeah, that in it a long time, but yeah, it's still the, like Barry Barry islands. created it, but hmm. Eobard Thawne definitely could go in there and, and get Gideon to do something. He could change, he would know stuff about Gideon, he's from that time. He was on
1: that ship long um, enough that, you know, it could have caused some real damage. That we may just be figuring it out as yeah. we go. No doubt about that.
2: He could have something beamed right into Mick's head. He could have Gideon do something to Mick's brain.
1: Who knows? Maybe they've decided that they can use the image of Snart to recruit him to the Legion of Doom. Mhm. Doesn't seem like he's doing a great job recruiting him so far. He's just kind of being a little bit, you know, snarky.
2: Mhm. Or a little bit snarty. Yeah.
1: And uh, Mick seems to <laughs> be like rebutting him pretty well. Yeah. Oh. Um. <laughs> by the way, they, I don't know what it was about this. Um. Stein and Jefferson's uh, conversations the last couple of episodes about <laughs> about uh, Stein talking to his past self. He says this time. Um. He's he's talking to him about like, hey, you know, pay more attention to I forget her name. Clarissa, and less attention to putting on a condom. And i am mm-hmm. they're just being very graphic, because I remember the previous episode was like, and he took your advice all the way to Pound Town. Mm-hmm, yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah, that was weird.
1: Just seemed unduly graphic for a show that's really never mentioned much about sexual activity. Then suddenly we're like, no condoms, no. Pound Town. <laughs> this is how babies are made.
2: Jack's, just waiting for Jax to make some crack about raw-dogging it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think they'll spare us that. Oh, um, my biggest complaint of the show. Yeah? Dude, when you have something like a gun that like depowers a speedster, never stop firing that gun. Right? Never, ever keep your finger off the trigger. Just, just right there the whole time. I
2: was thinking about it like like video game mode, where I was <laughs> just like, no, just keep just hitting keep the trigger. Sh- just I be- keep doing it. It's just, yeah.
1: R2, man. R2.
2: Do what I did in duck hunt. Just click, 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 right? click, 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 click course, that never worked for no, me. No, you, you hunt, saw
1: but. the sad dog a lot, probably.
2: Yeah, I did.
1: <laughs> no, seriously, like, I, my, the note I have written down at some point, because after Jax does it, and then Vixen does it, I'm like uh, the note, I, I just wrote down, keep shooting Thon, exclamation part, GD, people, exclamation mark.
2: <laughs> yeah. That was
1: all I had, though. That was probably all I had. It gave me enough to chew on. I mean, it's not gonna really distract me from chewing on Flash and Arrow, probably too much, but it's enough to get me back for a few weeks.
2: Yeah, Flash gave me enough. Arrow was a nice little portion. Legends, whatever. I don't. <laughs> right. I hate it. I hate. I hate feeling. I don't think it was a terrible episode. Al Capone did not do it any favors. I'm telling you that much. Oh my goodness.
1: I agree. It was bad. I only liked his line about um. It wasn't even his delivery. I just liked the line about like yeah we got some, some nice cement galoshes. They're in style. <laughs> okay. Ugh. Okay, that's that's fine. 1920s gang banter. And you know the sad yep. part is it felt like something I would say like if I was actually back in the day like a, a gangster I'd be like yeah these are in style now you're gonna love them strap them on kids let's see how-. it would be the kind of like dumb <laughs> joke I would make
2: <laughs> uh, like, the way you're saying your delivery of those lines it's like Dennis Miller it's like what's yeah that- <laughs> strap them on they're kids uh, yeah they strap the strap the thing on their back yeah see <laughs> Colossus. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Every now and then, though, I just talk so fast. You're like, stop fucking Dennis Millering, man. Like, what? S- slow the hell down. I have no idea what analogy you just made up. You said it too quickly.
2: No more similes. No more! <laughs> I think that's all I had, man. Yeah, me too. Seriously, somebody get back all to right. us
1: about that Queen's Gambit. We want to know.
2: Yeah. I yeah. We are DC On Screen. You can find every episode at DC On Screen.com. Thank you guys for listening. Check us out. Subscribe. Whoa. Whoa.
1: Subscri- subscribe Subs- to things.
2: And that was my weekly stroke. <laughs> subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play. We're over on uh, I, uh, iTunes. Why am I saying that again?
1: We're over on iStitcher <laughs> and the Google Tunes <laughs> and the, uh, the Play Apples
2: i've become a paraplegic antelope on the serengeti plate. <laughs> right. um you can <laughs> do on it man and final Facebook stretch
1: well. just a few more words and you're out
2: oh <laughs> uh, proud members of the giant Sus team up network giant Size team Up.com, batman podcast network go check us out over there as well if you want to i mean you really only have to go to one place dc on com. on the whole um lot we'll like to give you options we're going to be coming back. You'll probably hear from us Tuesday morning, I would surmise. About the news news episodes. The news episodes, which are now two episodes a DCEU and a DCTV. So uh, until next time, guys, keep some DC on your
0: screen. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Quartz Lux Undermount Kitchen Sink from LK. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Visit fergusonshowrooms.com to shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to meet with our experts at your local Ferguson bath, kitchen, and lighting gallery. Together, we'll help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in. Get started on your project and discover extraordinary products like the Quartz Lux Undermount Kitchen Sink from LK.